There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is episode 21. Your coach, Helen Yuskovic. Welcome to your coach, Helen Yuskovic. That's me. I am now your virtual coach. I am what you call a professional life student. I've discovered firsthand that heartbreak will happen. Health issues do arise, but being successful doesn't ever need to be compromised. Once a week... I will be your virtual coach feeding you the juiciest knowledge that you can use to live your best life, no matter what gets thrown your way. Shall we begin? P.S. To ensure that you never miss your session, hit subscribe on your podcast app now. Awesome. Here we go. We're about to rock the next episode. And today we are going to talk about what we need to address right now during this coronavirus saga. Barry will also tell you what you should do if you are suffering financially at the moment. There is things that you can do. You do not need to live in fear, stress, and anxiety right now. We will also talk about what you should focus on right now, especially if you are isolated at home. We chat about the one thing that makes humans go crazy if you take it away. What is that? It's very relevant right now. We'll also talk about what really matters in life. And Barry will share some stories of his about things that he has researched on people that were about to die. We will also chat about how you should be thinking during this time to get the most out of this pandemic. Yes, you heard right. You can get the most out of this pandemic. We'll talk about what gesture led Barry to be featured in the Oprah magazine. OMG, Oprah, Oprah, Oprah. I had a wish list this year about who I wanted to be connected with and Oprah was one of them and Barry seems to be the link 
Barry will also, at the end of this podcast, give us all a 14-day challenge which will be able to spread magic all over the world. Before I begin, I just want to read the review of the week. And that is from Anonymous and it is titled Fantastic. It is a five-star review that says, Great podcast. Really informative. I would highly recommend a listen as Helen's positivity, drive and outlook on life is contagious and inspiring. Enjoy. Thank you so much for your review. And if you leave a review, please send me a screenshot and email it to me because I want to give you a gift. I will send to you my personal guided meditation that you can use every single day so that you too can have clear focus and a positive mindset. All right, it's time to dive in. Here we go, a brand new episode with such a wonderful man that I am so blessed to have met. His name is Barry Nicolau. I hope I said that right. I'll tell you a little bit about Barry before I bring him on the show. Barry's ability to locate and define purpose and drive lead him to the publication and number one best-selling ranking of his first book, The 11 Master Secrets to Business Success and Personal Fulfillment. He's done national talks, keynote speaking, uh, workshops, seminars, and Barry's passion is that he deconstructs the layers beneath cognitive fear, subconscious paradigms, inherited thinking, and their intimate relationship to real-world expectations and experiences. And that's why I thought it would be a perfect time to bring him on the show. His online courses are taken directly from his number one best-selling book and are produced for individuals, students, and businesses who seek to form an immediate blueprint on strengths to align with vocation and, if desired, financial freedom. Who doesn't want that? Barry serves students and produces seminars surrounding subconscious paradigms as a primary asset and driver for internal fulfillment and external success. This guy is outstanding. So without further ado, let me say good day to Barry. Welcome to the show. How are you, Helen? How is things going? <laughs> I'm amazing. <laughs> Before we deep dive into this episode, I want to ask you how many hours of sleep you got last night. Do you know, um, I usually try to get between six and eight, um, but lately I've been going to bed later and waking up earlier. I, you know, with all this going on in the world right now, the head is sincerely buzzing more than it ever has. Mm -hmm. And, and I think this gives us a great opportunity uh, for me anyway, this, this feels like an opportunity for us to spread a lot more kindness and love and compassion. And I think what keeps me up at night occasionally and gives me a lot less sleep these days is is how we can take uh, full advantage of the fact that we need to spread more kindness and love right we don't need to mm. just spread coronavirus why don't we just spread some kindness love and compassion and all of those beautiful things it's such an opportunity and mm. I, that's why i wanted to talk to you about this because I sense a state of panic mm. from my clients and the people around me and i feel like mm. Why am I the only one feeling that everything is all good? Do you know? 
Yeah, it, it, it's it's really odd, isn't it? Um, I've I've met I've got friends that um, are in a state of panic, mm-hmm. and it's news cycle after news cycle after news cycle after news cycle, and it's like it's it's the regurgitation of the same sort of information. And I understand that there's new stages being released as far as you no know, social distancing and self isolation every day, but I think that as a side effect of all of that, I guess informed content is that fear tends to sneak in the door Mm. Um, and we're not really aware of it it's quite sneaky and I think that's the thing about fear it's not an obvious it's like it it comes cloaked under practicality and it comes cloaked under being informed and it comes cloaked under a lot of uh, I guess need to know I want to be informed I want to be informed and in that being informed, which is great because we can take action steps in, in the health category, but in that being informed, we lose perspective and we lose our rational minds. And all of a sudden, fear takes a steering wheel and we dive into areas of how bad things can be. And and uh, I think that's where we can fall down a little bit. And that's, you know, it's, it's, it's funny, Helen, post, post-pandemic uh, let's say we get to September, October, and this thing's kind of well and dusted. The fear will remain, and and th- this is the thing that we need to really address at this point. We need to really people like yourself and myself and and leaders in the industry, people that realise that compassion is really important. We need to start peddling the fact that guys be informed, but don't let fear take the steering wheel here. We've got to really take a grip of what we're all about, which is in essence we are love. That's so beautiful. I agree 100%. I was uh, training a client yesterday, speaking of fear, and I believe that, you know, in your home environment, you can um, transfer fear, especially to your children, because they they feel your energy. And one of my clients, her two children were there, and one of them was just in so much fear of getting out of the house and getting out of the car and coming to a park just out of fear of getting coronavirus. Mm. And I thought, wow, our children are even feeling it. What do you think is something that parents, you know, should be implementing in the home, especially to to children to try to, you know, stop instilling that fear that they don't even realize maybe that they are instilling? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Um, We're really rational, intelligent beings. But when we're put into a situation of um, fear, that rationality and uh, good-heartedness that that we think we have kind of goes out the window. Mm. And I think a lot of parents instill this fear in their children as a way of protecting them. Yeah, of course. And I completely sympathise. I've got a three-year-old girl. My wife currently is five months pregnant. Oh, wow. So you can imagine the fear that I could be going through right now. And then something in me shifts and thinks to myself, you know what, if I can kind of leave fear aside just for this minute and focus on the next right move, uh, as far as being informed, as far as washing my hands, as far as, you know, what the government is saying about how to keep healthy and how to stay away from medical centres and hospitals and how to kind of help people online using technology finally to spread more love rather than just spread content. Yes. I think there are ways we can really lift this game. and. 
I'll tell you what's going to be the sad thing for a lot of parents, Helen, in my opinion, mm -hmm. is if we get past this thing, well, we will get past this thing and we end up going back to status quo living, which is, you know, earning heaps of money, buying heaps of houses, driving really fancy cars, putting kids in private schools and really kind of living materialistically. I think that we would have missed the underlying lesson of what a pandemic can teach us. And the opportunity that we currently now have. And the opportunities. Absolutely. It's interesting. People are losing their jobs. You know, my business as well has suffered a lot of, I don't know anyone's, well, there might be a few businesses that are thriving if you're in the, if you're in the uh, mask business or if you're in the sanitizer <laughs> business these days or in the toilet paper business. But it, it's really interesting because, you know, like 99% of businesses will shut or suffer and people will lose their jobs. Mm -hmm. So while people are kind of sitting at home thinking, woes me, how do I get the mortgage? Just look at what you can do. Mm -hmm. Can you ring the bank and say, I need to defer my mortgage payments? Can you ring the, the car leasing company and say, can you hold off for six months? And everyone, all of these financial institutions right now in Australia, we are so lucky. They are actually stepping up. Mm. And that's not happening in Italy. That's not happening all over the world. So when they're actually stepping up and saying, you know, here's our homepage, we bank with St. George Bank. And, you know, on their homepage is, you know, give us a call. Here's an email. Here's the form. Fill it out. Talk to us. Talk to us. Talk to us. We want to help you through this. Mm -hmm. And it's the best that maybe they can do. So if they're trying mm -hmm. to help us from a financial front, then when we go home to our kids and we sit and have a coffee or tea with our partner and we think, okay, you know, we've done what we can with the banks. We've done what we can with other financial arrangements, right? That's done. Now, how can we increase who we are as people, the core essence of who I am, to spread more love, more compassion, more kindness? And this is a reset button as far as, far as I'm concerned, Helen. This is a reset button to get into the core of who we are as people. So if you are a violinist, if you are a doctor, if you're a mathematician and you've never followed those career paths ever in your life, here's your reset button. If you're, if, if you're a personal trainer and you've always wanted to help, this is your reset button. This is the, because we need something to jolt us yes. out of apathy, out of, out of Monday to Friday. Can't wait for Friday night, hitting Dan Murphy's. Can't wait for the weekend. Oh my God, it's Monday again. <laughs> We've got to get out of that. Right. And the only way to do that is by jolting. That's so true. I haven't stopped since all of this has started because I have had to pivot my business. I lost my job in one day wow. and I thought, wow, oh, no. it's actually here. So yeah. what do I have to do now? And it's been great. Mm. I've been spending time at home. Mm. I've been able to do some online and virtual meditations and mm. yoga for the people. Mm. I've moved my sessions outdoors. Great. I've been able to create some online programs because mm. I've been wanting to do some online things to reach more people around the world. And it's just... I'm grabbing this opportunity mm. for all that it's worth and mm. I just want everybody else to do it. Those people that are going mad at home because they don't know what to do apart from scroll on Instagram, mm. you can actually use social media for good. Ma massive, massive good. You know what's funny? I was watching a movie the other night. Have you seen the, the recent Star Trek movies? I don't know if you're a Trekkie or not, Helen. But anyway, there's a scene in a, a Star Trek movie about five years ago where the, um, the USS Enterprise, which is their flagship uh, spacecraft, is actually heading down to Earth, crash landing, and the captain says something to his first officer, and the first officer is questioning what he's about to do. He says, the, the plane's about to crash, the thing's about to crash, what are you doing? And Chris Pine, who was the actor that played uh, Jim Kirk, he says, I don't know I don't, what did he say? He said, I don't know what I should do. 
I only know what I can do. And and it's a really potent line. It's like, I don't know what I should be doing right now. I just don't know. Should I be going here? Should I be looking for a job? Should I be, should I be, oh my God, what am I all about? I'm so confused. My kids, the messages, the fear, the, the television, the news cycles. What are, but if you just focus on what you can do, and Oprah Winfrey said this best. She said, just look at the next right move. Don't look at building a brick wall. Just look at the brick and go, I'm going to lay this brick as perfectly as a brick can be laid. And then I'm going to lay the next brick as perfectly as I can, as perfectly as this brick can be laid. And this is what a lot of people don't quite understand. They're seeing the house or the brick wall and they're going, holy crap, as if I'm ever capable of building this. But the, the bricklayer knows it's piece by piece, right? And we all kind of know that. But, but it's very hard to rationalize that thinking when there's a pandemic or when there's, a, um, when there's fear in the human heart. I'm a big fan of Dr. Joe Dispenza. Mm-hmm. And he actually had this beautiful quote on um, Instagram. And he said, um, what did he say? He said, fear is not the opposite of love. Fear is the absence of love. Oh, yes. Can I tell you a funny story speaking of fear and love? Yeah. Yesterday when I was training at the park, mm. this lady came storming into our session, right? Mm. And she said, excuse me. And I said, Hello. And she said, I have been using this park for 10 years for training. Mm. And I said, hi, my name is Helen. Nice to meet you. (laughs) And I realized that this woman was speaking out of fear. Like there was definitely no love there because I believe people speak from fear or love. Correct. Spot on. So I was just straight away wanting to just show her some love and tell her that you don't need to be in fear. I'm not here to steal your business. I'm just trying to survive. Mm -hmm. And so... With her emotions so heightened and in front of my clients, I was just trying to calm her down. And I said, look, I've just lost my job. I'm from a gym up the road and I've transferred my sessions outdoors. Can we share this space? Mm. Mm. And then, you know, she was okay after that. And I had introduced myself, but she didn't hear that, obviously, because at the end she said, sorry, what was your name? And I said, it was Helen. (laughs) She's like, nice to meet you. Yeah. So just the fear that people have at the moment, there is enough for all of us. If we just share, yes. if we give, if we're more compassionate and empathetic, 100%. we can all, I mean, we're only allowed to have 10 people. We should be able mm. to share the rest of the people that need fitness. Do you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And you kind of, um, you know, it's interesting, Helen, like that, you've, you've really portrayed a lot of uh, wisdom in how you approach that, I think, because, um, you know, by introducing yourself and also keeping in a state of calmness, I think you kind of disarmed her fear, if that makes sense. And I think that's what we need to be spreading more of, because I'm seeing tension at petrol stations, tension, uh, whoever's left at the shopping centres, tension at, at lines in banks tension at pharmacies like these queues tension i see tension at um um centrelink you know the queues now at centrelink uh, and i see people really tense because if there's one thing to take away from human beings that makes us absolutely crazy is if you take certainty away then then people don't there's no anchoring in any kind of um solidity in life it's all about i don't know where the money's going to come from i don't know where the bills are going the bills are going to pile up i've got no money at all. and all of a sudden when you start linking the fears you know it's interesting i do a lot of work around the law of attraction and i've researched it to no end to understand if this thing is actually a real phenomenon or if it's just kind of marketing and hype 
And the more I look into it and the science behind like attracts like is absolutely crazy. And why a lot of people don't give it a lot of credence is because they don't research it. So you kind of go, and at my seminars, we sit there and we look at matter and then we look at molecules, cells, atoms, subatomic particles. And if you look inside subatomic particles, there is pure energy, like pure energy. And these little things, little, these little kind of, they're called quarks, Q-U-A-R-K-S, quarks. And what quarks are, they're little tiny pieces of energy that are in subatomic particles, right? Now, when you someone walks in a room and then you say, oh, Helen's walked in this room, all of a sudden the energy just feels so fantastic. I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it. That's what they're referring to that energy that's actually inside your subatomic particles. Now, if you go one further and you go, now what influences subatomic particles? You go one further and you go, well, hang on, what's left? And the only thing that's left is thought. Thought influences energy, which influences subatomic particles, atoms, molecules, cells, and matter. So all of a sudden, when you, when, when, when you want something or you want something to happen, and you're at a place in your life. Let's say you want help. Right now, there's a pandemic, right? So people are going, I don't want to get sick. 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 The vibration of what we are saying is not, I don't want to get sick. It's sick. We need to watch the language we're using, right? Uh, absolutely. Because uh, the, the, the universe doesn't hear no. It doesn't hear, I don't want. I don't want to be broke. I don't want cancer. I don't, it doesn't mean no. It takes the essence of what you're feeling because right then and there, you're feeling, I don't want to be sick. The feeling is sick, right? That, that, that's the vibration. The feeling is, I don't want to be that. I don't want to be sick. So how do you reword these things? How do you think about them differently? And I had a client the other day. He said, well, Barry, I don't want to be sick. Like, like how else do I word that? And it's like, right, how do you reword that? So let's have a think about it. And the best way we came up with was I'm looking forward to having a long and healthy life. I'm really looking forward to that. Really, really looking forward to that. Yeah, even removing the word isolation from your vocabulary. 100%. I have the opportunity, you know, to spend time in my beautiful home with my beautiful family. 100%. Barry, it's time for a curveball. Are you ready to play? Let's go. What is something that most people do not know about you? Oh, my God. This is going to sound really weird. When I help my wife <laughs> hang the clothes out on the line, I've got to have the same color pegs for the same garment. <laughs> <laughs> so if it's a white garment, I'm yes. going to have two white pegs on it. I can't have... I can't have a blue and a green or a red and a yellow. I've, I don't know why. And at the end, I get really confused because, like, there's two pegs left and they're different colours. What are you going to oh, do? Seriously, first world problems, right? So, so. Are you like that with food? No, not too bad. Actually, at the end of my dinner, I've got a little bit of everything left. Okay. All right. That's so interesting. A little bit of OCD. Very OCD, yeah. I, I've heard that before, though. It's not just you. Oh, okay. Oh, good. It's good to know. I just <laughs> I feel better about the world when the pigs are the same color. I don't know why. So going back to fear, mm. I've had to turn the TV off at home. Yeah, we have the same. And the radio because it is doing my head in. My, my, mm. I live here with my father. He listens to it all day and he is so negative. But mm. there has rarely been anything positive on TV or on the radio. Mm. 
What is something that we can do at home during this time to stop this fear? Can I talk about your dad for a minute? Yes. My parents are of Greek descent. My wife is Serbian, so we're kind of Eastern Europe. Wow, my father's Croatian and my mother's Greek. It's Croatian. Oh, wow. That's kind of how weird is that? We're from the same part of, same part of the world. So um, I will say that, um, say, immigrants that came to Australia from that part of the world at that time lived in a certain amount of fear themselves, right? So they came from poverty. They came from war a lot of the time. They fled Europe in many respects to come to a safer country. They came to Australia. They found solace. They found friendship. They found a community, a family. But what happens is that fear ends up being something that if it's, continued it becomes part of our dna so so your father and people of that generation are slightly more predispositioned to i guess embrace or are used to the fear that they're watching it's kind of like being here before familiar feeling it feels comfortable see i told you the world's going to kind of in this weird way and you know, it's funny you say that, Barry, because he's actually, he's stockpiled since I've known yeah, him. Yeah, okay. Interesting. We haven't really been to the shops because we have enough stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Yes. Do you know what I mean? So he grew up in that time where you had to have stuff. You know, under our house, we've got so much food and, you know, just in case something happens. Yeah. And it's so yeah. funny that you say that because that's exactly it. Yeah, it's, it, and it's, it's really interesting because, uh, you know, it's interesting. You always end up, you always end up seeing and becoming your truest held beliefs. If you believe that you're going to need that food and all that toilet paper and all that whatever you've got stocked there, if you believe in your whole heart of hearts that you're going to need it, you will. If you believe, for example, that you'll always find your way and there'll always be a supermarket open. There'll always be someone out to give you a helping hand. There'll always be scenarios where you can step up, someone help you, you help them. If you believe in that, you're right as well. Yes, I always do that when I go to the shops and I ask for a car park. All right, all right. My, my wife does the same. Like there's the fairy, the car park fairies, she calls them, and they always help her. Yes. So then if you really dive deep into this, and it's funny, we've kind of diverged from the pandemic for a minute, but this is actually very core to the pandemic rather than talking about what the news are talking about right now because we're talking about mindset. So at the end of the day, I'd like your listeners and I'd like us to consider for a minute a little kind of analogy to carry us forward from this podcast into the world for the next 100 years, which is I want you to consider your mind and your thoughts are like a bed of soil in your garden. Now, in this soil bed, there are no plants currently, there are no weeds, there's just beautiful sunlight, there's trickling rain, and there are nutrients in the soil, right? So I want you to consider now planting a weed. Like go to the other part of your garden, pull a weed and put it in that soil and, and nurture it and water it and give it the best spot in the sunlight. And then next to the weed, I'd like you to plant a gorgeous rose bush. And I'd like you to do the same with that. I'd like you to kind of pat it down and water it and put the nutrients. I just love it. And for the next six to eight weeks, watch what happens. And what you'll, you'll come back in eight weeks and you'll go, oh, my God, the rose bush is getting bigger. This is so beautiful. I'm going to clip it. I'm going to make it beautiful. Oh, look, oh, my God, there's a rose there. And you look at the weed and you think, holy crap, the reed's gotten bigger. 
So the weed's there, but I don't know if I really want it there anymore because it's a weed, right? And I guess the analogy is, is that the soil doesn't care what you plant. The soil's role is expansion. That's its role. Like it doesn't care. You go to my garden right now, we live in the northwest of Sydney. You live, you're going to see flowers and you're going to see weeds because of all this rain we've just had. And the weeds are coming up at the same time because the soil is indiscriminate. It doesn't care. Our thoughts are exactly the same way. Whatever you plant in your mind, your mind will say expansion, 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 which is why there's so much fear in the world now. Now, if that weed represents fear, and your mind is going expansion, expansion, expansion. Oh, you must want more weeds because you've planted one. Oh, here's another new cycle. Oh, here's a friend that's just lost his job. Oh, here's this and here's that. And then you go, see, Barry, look, the world's going to hell. See, it's all weeds. It's all weeds. But you have the choice to pull the weed out and to plant another rose bush. But people don't view it that way. Be your mind's gardener. Spot on. And then what you've got, Helen, is messy gardens all around the world. You've got messy gardens and you go, oh, this is kind of a nice garden, but you've got weeds in that corner and weeds in that corner. And I'm standing on a kind of a prickly weed on the floor. It's hurting my feet. And those weeds are life experiences. I mean, let's be honest, people go through crap and then they experience terrible situations and they end up becoming not bitter, but they end up becoming a little bit less love-based. And eventually they just take a step back from love and another step back from love and another step back from love. And what's happening by doing that is you're essentially not watering your rose bushes anymore. So your rose bushes will eventually kind of wither and die. You'll have a, you'll have a garden of weeds and then you'll justify the weeds in 20 years time going, well, I've been through hell. That's why I've got all these weeds. And that's why I look like a bit of a messed up person. But guys, I'm just, the message is, slowly but surely see if you can pull those weeds out and how do you do that watch less news be informed look what's happening but don't have it as a 24 7 thing look at friends are they negative are they positive is are they doomsdayers or are they not limit yourself to that um look at friends that send you positive messages daily like for me i put daily instagram positive messages out there and i get 80 to 100 likes every time because people are going barry keep up I'm getting messages saying, please keep up your messages because you don't know what good you're doing in the world right now. And, you know, it's, you've got to get on that bandwagon because that's how we're going to get out of this thing. But if you're going to just sit there and go, my family's sick and we're going to stay home, fear, 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 isolation, 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 and all that stuff's good because you've got to beat this thing. But don't let it isolate your mind is what I'm saying. Don't, don't let it destroy we are social creatures. We need interaction. Right now, it's through technology like this. Keep that going so it feeds your heart and it feeds your social need for more love because that's all. All of this is. This, is, this big world is one massive experiment in how do we understand love and receive love and chasing money and chasing wealth and chasing cars and being respected and, and having great businesses and all that is just an avenue so that we can have more love into our lives. And once we realize that, you think to yourself, this is just one massive love pot that we just want to be loved. Like, And the emotion of love comes so naturally to the human heart. It comes more naturally than fear. It, it really does. It, the only thing with fear it's, it's rammed home 
like like a steam train and eventually some of it sticks and then we get a society that that you know unfortunately we're in a situation where we've got a a, um, a pandemic but i honestly believe that all physical manifestations like pandemics are symptoms of a much larger issue and that much larger issue is the mind whatever we're focusing on that's what we're going to make grow in our brains so maybe Spot on. For those of you listening, just pay attention to what your thoughts are as well. So not just the language that you're using, but the thoughts that you're thinking and are they translating to the people around you in the way that you want. So that's what I just took away from that. Thank you, Barry. Barry, it's time for another curveball. Are you ready to play? Go, go, go. Hopefully I can answer it. <laughs> when was the last time you laughed out loud? It, was ha- it would have had to be yesterday. Oh. That's good um, news. I feel like people aren't <laughs> laughing anymore. No, when you've got a three-year-old, you're in constant, um, you're in a constant state of um, amusement because Grace, our little daughter right now, she's stringing words together, and for her, the words make sense, and for us, it sounds a bit weird. But um, <laughs> she's she's <laughs> she's referring to us all on her fingers now. So um, this is mummy finger, daddy finger, like the thumb is mummy finger. I know that exact song. All right, so Daddy Finger and Where Are You? And the song, and it's kind of like we're going through it and um, we got to the fifth finger and she didn't know where to go next and she forgot she had another hand (laughs) and uh, she started counting her toes, which was really, and her toes were fingers as well. So it, it, it was really silly. You had to be there in the moment and feel how she's learning and what she's learning. And then you sit back, Helen, and you realize a fact that a lot of parents tend to know, which is you're not here to teach your kids. They're here to teach you. Correct. They're a sovereign being. They are a sentient sovereign being that understand that life doesn't have to be this complicated. Mm -hmm. And we, in our infinite wisdom and intelligence as adults, have a way of overcomplicating a really simple joy-based existence, which is show more love, receive more love, mm-hmm. be at peace with you, who you are as a person, be okay with who you are as a person, don't try to be anyone else. Mm-hmm. And everyone that you come into contact with, you know, if you get along with them, show them love. If you don't get along with them, show them love and step in any direction you want. But don't sit there and kind of wish malice or wish revenge. And this is what we're seeing right now in the world. Um, I love my mum so much, but she's really also brought into a very fear-based mindset around what's going on. And uh, you, you can tell when the conversation goes from being informed to fear, like there's a real distinctive line. I can really pick it up. I think you would as well, Helen. I really feel that I'm very sensitive to people's um, um, I guess because I teach this and I, I feel like I know this really, really well. And when the conversation does go from, um, you know, being informed to fear, I kind of tend to switch off because I know it doesn't feed me. So do I. It actually doesn't feed my soul. It's like we put this protective force field on and it's like, don't infect me with your negativity. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, don't, don't do it. And you know what's funny? There are people like yourself, myself, you know, people that we both know, Helen, that are in this space that mm-hmm. understand that we are, I guess, you know, I, I keep saying and I keep understanding and I, the, 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 the mantra that I keep kind of 
living is that we are spiritual beings having a very human experience rather than the opposite. Correct. In this temporary body that temporary we have. Temporary body. We're only here for 60, 70, 80, 90 years, 100 if you're, if you're lucky. Mm-hmm. And then we'll get to the end of it. And if you have a look at people that are on their deathbed, not from coronavirus, but in the last day, 50 years, right? And if you have a look at the main comment from people that are dying, young and old, it goes along the lines of this. It is so simple. You are just here to love and understand lessons surrounding love. That is it. Now, material possession, wealth creation, all that stuff, that's really important. If you, if you place importance on it, you want a certain lifestyle, fight for it, go for it, do it, whatever it is. But you're going to get to the end of your life and that person's going to take their last breath. The rich and the poor will take their last breath, right? And you're going to be in a situation where you go, I don't want to have any regrets. I don't think I've had any regrets. But if I have had one regret, it would have been to maybe not be so scared. Yes. Not being so scared of making decisions that are aligned with me. Mm-hmm. I should have done that. Yes, I should have taken that risk. I should have said I love you. I should have forgiven. I should have tried my best to mend that bridge. Why did I wait so long? Yep. Because you know, you know the whole saying that people talk about in movies, you know, oh, you've got two weeks to live, get your affairs in order and make your peace with God. What do we think when we say make your peace? What do you think that means? It means surrender that we are fallible people making fallible decisions in a world that is telling us how to think and feel and act. And at the end of it all, it's all rubbish. It comes down to how sincerely did you love and did you pass on all of your experiences to the people that matter, irrelevant of whether they pick those experiences up as wisdom or not. It doesn't matter. All that matters is these were my, and one day, Helen, hopefully we're friends for for decades and decades. And one day we'll be having a coffee and we'll be talking about social distancing. And you'll, you'll say to me, remember the podcast we did, Barry, on the 26th of March, 2020. Remember how crazy times, remember that I told you that my dad was a hoarder (laughs) and we had all this kind of, all that stuff still there. He's amazing. He's still the hoarder, you know, and we'll be having this conversation. It'll be really, really exciting. And then we'll go, we'll both feel this love, right? And, and it'll be like love in the air as far as understanding that this is a temporary experience. And it's really cool knowing you. It's really cool being in your company. It's really cool being in your energy. It feels great because we're feeling love. And I guess um, I apologize to the people that are listening about thinking Barry's just keeping going and going here. But, but there's so much that needs to be said about this. And the other thing I'd like to just quickly mention, Helen, without um, going on too far about it. Love isn't just this esoteric, great feeling emotion. Love is intertwined into everything. So that's what's important to realize. When someone dies, there's the sense of love. When you see a sad movie and you cry, that's love. And when you hear a sad song and you really empathize, you know, the Greeks, if you listen to the Greek music, it's all about that. It's all about lost love gained love you don't understand how much i loved you you know you've gone with him you're not with me i loved you more and it's all about love 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 it's all about kind of different different shades of love right and love intertwines itself so it's not like love love is even in fear it's really interesting and that's why love is a more it's a stronger emotion because it intertwines itself into everything Even if, you know, we fear, so we protect our kids, but we protect them because we love them. You know, so so the 
love is the underlying lesson. But if you can kind of go, right, where is fear intertwining itself in this? I'm just going to try and separate those two ingredients for a bit. And I'm just going to try and sit with the love for the next five or 10 minutes. And I'm going to just see how that feels. And at the end of it, you'll be smiling. You'll be in meditation. You'll be in a full sense of understanding that we are love-based beings. And anything that takes us away from love, we've added an emotion to love. And it's turned it into something else. Like I was saying to Sam McCall, a friend that we both know, that if you look at what anger is, anger, the emotion of anger is disappointed love. Yes, I heard that. I listened to that podcast. Isn't that interesting? Disappointed love is anger. Like it's love that's been disappointed and it hurts and it bloody kills and it you feel you feel like we should know better and that person should have known better and how can they be in this situation where they're not wearing a mask and I get angry and again because I, I love humanity and I love my family. I don't want them to be hurt and they're not being considerate and Barry, you don't understand. And that's what you're saying underneath all of that intellectual kind of back and forth is we are love-based people and we expect other people to be love-based people. But we're all at different journeys in love. So just because we're at a higher journey or a, or a further along journey, it doesn't mean that humanity is there, but we're all heading there. We're all heading in that direction. I cannot wait until I can hug people again because <laughs> I <here>. am <laughs> a hugger. I'm a hugger. So. And so this time is very testing for me. And even my clients have been sending me memes. Helen, what are you going to do? You can't hug anyone. <laughs> you just hug yourself. So interesting. Hug in a weird way. <laughs> That's the person that needs it most. And a lot of people don't see that. When, when you're hugging someone and they're hugging you back, I think it's an expression of self-love. Yes, totally. I'm always like, hug me or I'm going to hug you. Hug me tighter. <laughs> hug me like you mean it. It's, you know? <laughs> no, absolutely. Like, don't let go. And not, not, none of this pat on the back business, I hate that. Like people that pat me on the back when they hug me, it's like there's this insecurity about it. I'm like, man, if you love me, just hug me. And it's very interesting. My clients, I always attract the ones that are allergic to hugs. I attract the ones that are like, whoa, 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 why are you coming yeah. to me? Yeah. You know, and now, because I've had my clients for a long time, they all naturally become huggers. <laughs> so after the session, yep. you know, it's this newfound thing. And it's funny that I actually attract the people that are not comfortable yeah. with yeah. affection. Yeah. And, and you know what's funny? You've got some work cut out of, kind of cut out in front of you, Helen, after this pandemic's over because you've got to convert the whole nation to hug again. And eventually they will. Eventually, you know, I've got, a, I've got a, um, a webinar coming up on the 8th of April. I'd love you to hop on if you have a minute, Helen. But the webinar is called Your New Life After Coronavirus. And I... I need people to get past this pandemic. The laboratories are working as hard as they can. The banks are coming to the party where they can. Hopefully a lot of employers are setting up people at home when they can. So what I want you to start to think about now, this thing is going to be over quite soon. There's going to be a release in the news about saying, we found the vaccine, it's, there's global distribution, and you know what? It's going to take a little bit of time, but just so you know, ease your fears. There is something waiting for you at the medical center in the next few months, right through the next couple of months, and you'll be fine. Now, when that information comes through, I don't want people to go back to their previous pandemic lives. I want people to 
figure out why they're here, what they're here to offer, and slowly make strides into that. I don't know if that makes any sense because people have got to realize that this is a, this is a massive push of the reset button. And if you don't take full advantage of that, and if your family gets through this and it relatively unscathed, yeah, you might be financially a lot worse off, but hey, so will all of us. You know, it's not like someone's making millions of, it's like your neighbor is making $10 million a year. So we're in a situation where we've got to realize that this is an opportunity to, to get to my corest beliefs of who I am and how I want to teach my kids. My little girl, Grace, I'm doing what I'm doing so that one day, if I'm around or if I'm not around, she can read about what her dad did, what her dad stood for, and give her the courage to go out there. And where I get a little bit frustrated is when parents say to their children, go and live your dreams. But I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go get a job. And I'm like, well, kids are not going to listen to you. They're going to actually do what you do. So if you're going to be the mold breaker, go and do it. Like if you want to be a singer, the old story of Pavarotti, I don't know if you've ever researched Pavarotti. You don't remember the, the tenor Pavarotti? His yes, father yes. wanted him to be a soccer player. Wow. He, he actually, he fought his father, Helen, and his father said, You're, no one makes it in the singing world. And can you imagine if Pavarotti listened? We, we, the, the world lost his, would have lost his voice, like would have lost the, the, the tears at his concert. They would have lost the soul of, of him singing because he didn't follow. He just listened to his dad and his dad said, go and be a soccer player because you're one of 11 and you'll make it. You're really good. Anyway. Wow, Barry, it's time for another curveball. Ah. <laughs> you ready to play? Go, go for it. <laughs> what was your last random act of kindness? It actually happened a few months ago. And that random act of kindness got me into the Oprah magazine in New York. Wow. Please explain. Oh, it was, it was wild. For those of us that know Sydney, Parramatta is kind of the centre of Sydney. And yes, I took my car for a service. Yes. It was a Jeep. My, we still got the Jeep. And uh, I took it to Rose Hill. Behind Rose Hill Racecourse there, there's a Jeep service. And I caught the courtesy bus from the, from the dealership into Parramatta. And as I cop off the bus, um, I see a homeless man and a dog. And I reckon he's been there for 20 years. I remember him since I was young. I remember him. Is it a German Shepherd? Yes. Uh, is he still alive? Oh, my God. I had a beauty salon in Parramatta. Did you? Yes. Well, this man is still there. And you know how many times I've passed him and not, not given him a second thought? And that day, something in me had shifted because I'd just finished reading one of Dr. Wayne Dyer's books called Wishes Fulfilled. And, um, and I had $35 in my pocket and I thought, whatever I pull out, I'm going to give him. I'd had a 20, a 10 and a 5. And um, what do you think I pulled out? I pulled out the big one. And I said, here's $20. And the smile on his face was, um, I can't quite describe the fulfillment that I felt. So as I go to walk away, I felt like a mini tornado just hovered above my head for about three and a half seconds. And the 10 and the $5 note in my pocket came out, swirled around the air above me and landed at his feet. And I'm like, oh, this is awkward. That was my coffee, coffee money. Um, and then 
something inside me said, Barry, you know, what's $35 like in the grand scheme of things? Seriously, like you got a guy that hasn't changed his clothes for a year yeah. and his dog has no teeth. Who knows what the dog's eating? He always feeds his dog first. Yes. Isn't that unbelievable? I saw him do that. I can't believe that dog is still alive. I can't believe you know the dog. That is kind of surreal. (laughs) (laughs) I know the exact man you're talking about. I actually probably should have told you the beginning of the story anyway, but uh, when I dropped my car off at the Jeep dealership, the guy told me it was going to be an $800 service because it was a major service. And we budgeted for it. So we thought, you know what? No problem. Long story short, see the homeless man, give him $35, go have a coffee inside the shopping center. Can't remember the last time I spent $35 and felt this good. That's so beautiful. Like literally can't remember. Went inside the um, Parramatta Westfield at the time. And uh, three hours later, uh, my phone called. It was the car dealership who said my car was ready to be picked up. And can I meet the, uh, the courtesy bus driver in the same spot where he dropped me off? So as I walk past the homeless man again, he's still sitting there um, and with his kind of coin coin cup out. And I just gave him a quick little smile. I don't know if he remembered me or not, but I, I didn't really care. And I walked past him, went to the bus stop. The bus driver, his name was Gus. And I told him about the homeless man and he started telling me about like attracts like and his wife and blah, 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 blah. So I had a great conversation in the car, felt really energized, Helen, felt felt full of love and that's the feeling we were speaking about felt full of love like full of i don't know if that makes complete sense but to to actually break down full of love is for me a statement that needs to be broken down you can't just say full of love because it doesn't have the gravity but i literally felt full of love and as i walked in to the um to the guy that uh, had my keys at the counter getting my $800 ready to pay him. Uh, he hands me across the, um, the, uh, the statement of what work they did on the car. And they said, Barry, you know, we've replaced the brake pads. We've replaced the engine oil. We've replaced the fuel filters, the air filters, blah, 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 blah. So, uh, you know, I was expecting the bill to come to like $816 or whatever it is. So he hands me a bill for $398. And I'm like, um, oh, stupid me, Helen. I actually said, um, no, 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 no. You must be making a mistake. <laughs> You must have me confused with someone, another car or another client. I says, mine was the Jeep. I had the major service. And it was the same guy. And he said, he said, I remember you. He said, um, yeah, $800. Yeah. Um, well, he said, the computer is only charging you $398 for this major service. So that's all I'm going to charge. And that's when I knew. That's when I knew that the homeless man and the Jeep dealership were connected. That was my goosebump. This is the key to life. When you're in a position of giving selflessly, not because you're, ex- I mean, what could the homeless man do for me? He actually did everything for me. He didn't even know. He gave me fulfillment. He, he, he gave me goosebumps. He gave me fulfillment. But I had to initiate the love, which was giving the money, $35, right? And when you're in a position in life, and this is what we need to be really spooking right now through this pandemic, is that you've got to offer unconditional compassion, not conditional compassion, unconditional love. You know, I mean, I was born a Christian. I I grew up on Christian beliefs. I've got a lot of Buddhism in me right now. I I really align with a lot of Buddhist teachings as well. But, you know, like you talk about Christ and you talk about, you know, the big thing about Christ was unconditional love, not love 
based on conditions. Love, not based on any conditions. Like you love your children. Your dad loves you, Helen, unconditionally. If you go and murder someone tomorrow, he's still going to love you. You know, because you're his blood. You're his girl. He's going to find a way. I don't care. Helen wasn't in her right mind. You don't know what she's going through. She just lost her job and she's killed that poor woman in the park who said you shouldn't be training here. <laughs> that's so true. So that's the love. The, parent, the, the way a parent loves their child. That's, I believe, the love that the universe of God, Christ, whatever you want to call it, a high deed, if you believe, that's the way he sees us. I was telling a friend about this lady that came to my PT session and tried to, you know, have a fight with me. And, uh, you know, she was like, Helen, I would not have remained so calm. Like, mm. I don't know how you do it. And I say, the fir- when I look at people that are in such a heightened emotion, I just think, what would God say to this person now? How would God or the higher power respond to this person now? Look, they are fear-based at the moment. So how can I ease this burden that they're feeling right now? Helen, do you want me to blow your mind right now? Yes. God actually spoke through you. Wow. His nature spoke through you. And you displayed God-like qualities to that woman. You diffused a fear-based situation with love. Yes. He spoke through you. And we can all do that. And this is such a beautiful way to end the show, Barry. It is just, he spoke through you, beautiful. He spoke through your heart and he used your mouth to portray the exact words she needed to hear to get her to come back to love. And I think that we should all try to practice that. So before we end the show, because I know you have to run off, I want to know how me and my listeners can get that smile on your dial. How can we give back to you? <laughs> you know what? If you can, for the next 14 days, which, which are going to be pretty crucial in this pandemic as we try to curve this, this height, this, this, this uh, infection toll, if you can send out for the next 14 days some sort of positive message to each one of your friends, just to encourage them. And it could be as simple as the same text to your closest 14 people. And I'd like the text to be along the lines of just letting you know I'm here if you need me. That's so beautiful. Just do that. And if you know what, Helen, if you have 100 people or 1,000 people, whoever listens, and if, if everyone can do that for the next 14 days, you're going to have over 1,000 messages go out in the world. And who knows where those messages will end. And if they can do the same, if those say 50 people or 100 people, whoever's listening to us right now, if those people can do the same and spread that and just put it really simply, how can I help you? I'm here for you. My money a text away. Just let me know how. And if we can spread that, then all of a sudden people won't feel so alone and, and they'll realize that we're all connected, even if we're not together. I think you've just named our show. <laughs> how can I help you with Barry? Very good. All right, Barry, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Helen. Anytime. We'll talk soon. All right, take care. Hey, how cool was that episode? I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed it. Now, it would really mean the world to me if you could post up a five-star review on iTunes or any of your favorite podcast apps because it really, really helps me push this show along. And as a thank you, I will gift you my very own personal guided meditation. And that meditation is for a clear, 
growth mindset. And keep in mind, heartbreak does happen. Health issues do arise, but your success doesn't ever need to be compromised. Bye for now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.